0: Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real world value. It is so easy to kick a founder when a project is down. But what if I told you that a falling floor price is not always the founder's fault? Today, we will discuss why the community should actually assume some of that blame for the struggling project. Excluding the NFT market, in what situation do we expect 100% return in less than 24 hours? Honestly, I can't think of any situation where that is normal. Not in the stock market, Forex, or any other kind of financial market whatsoever. Sure, it happens, but it's not expected every single time. And unfortunately, a lot of times in these projects, people just assume that, okay, this is the normal of an NFT project. It mints out and within 24 hours, we can double our investment and be out and on to the next project. Well, maybe that was the case about a year ago when there weren't so many projects launching and so many founders, so many different niches, multiple blockchains. However, that is definitely not the case today. And I think a lot of people that were into the space very early and saw that maybe one or two projects were coming out per week, they got used to this whole concept of just buying a mint and then it sells out and then you flip your money and then you're on to the next project for later in the week. Now, that is definitely not the case. And people that are coming into the system later on and getting influence from those people and understanding that this is how you do it, they have been set up to fail with false expectations. And it doesn't help that the headlines are highlighting all of millennials and people that went from minimum wage to millionaires overnight a lot of people are coming into the space expecting that to be the norm and unfortunately or fortunately it is not and a lot of these speculators come into a project without even buying into the mission Honestly, they have not listened to one of the founders actually speak about what they're trying to accomplish. They don't even know what the project or the team is all about. All they know that they have X amount of followers on Twitter. They have a Discord of this size and maybe the art looks good. However, we just assume it's going to sell out. So let's get it on the whitelist or the presale or whatever it might be and then try to make our money as quick as possible trying to flip before that art reveal or whatever it is. But when that doesn't happen and you have a bunch of holders now that are into the project and they weren't able to get out before the art reveal, now what? That's when the pressure and the demands are starting to be put onto the founders. And there's so many communities that they want updates about the most minute things. It seems like founders are struggling just to get out a news break and even think about it. What company can you possibly think of that has to do a press release or a news break every week or whatever it might be? You have founders such as Elon Musk or CEOs that live on Twitter and like to break all of these things, love the attention of the headlines and move markets with tweets however that is not the norm and even he is not letting out press releases or big announcements once a week that's pretty unrealistic just think about any of these major companies that are doing great things and i'm not just going to pick on elon but anyone really that even likes the headlines such as when jeff bezos was running amazon they always tried to keep in the news cycle but even them it wasn't like a weekly thing so demanding all of these updates on the roadmap and seeing what's going on in the discord and all these different things, it could be very disheartening and discouraging not only for the founders, but the team. And then it just builds on these unrealistic expectations that people came into the project with to begin with, because if they're not bought into the mission, understanding that every week might not be an update. For example, let's say the outline for the project was to build a game. And I'm just saying that because that just seems to be a popular one these days. What game can you possibly think of that is going to be built in a week or a month or even six months, any of these great games that's worth their salt, some of them have like movie production timelines, and it's like years in the making. So to think that this NFT project sells out its 10 generative peas, and within four weeks or whatever it is, the game should be rolled out and ready to go. I mean, that is so unrealistic. And even if it is ready to go, what type of game would you expect? So if you put the founder in that position where the community is demanding for the update, for the thing to be rolled out, You're going to get a half-baked game just or a project or whatever it is that they're trying to build. It's not even going to be good. So why not take the time to do the thing right, support the founders, support the team into what's going on, and instead of putting all of that pressure to say, okay, come with the next thing, to say, okay, what have we done so far? Where are we on this? And what can we as a community do to actually help you roll this out? How can we mobilize this community and actually getting our talents together. And let's say some of the people in the project are good at graphics. Some of them are good at doing music. Some of them have connections in the corporate world or whatever it might be. Anything that is essential to the mission within that community, why don't those people step up and support the founders? Because as NFT holders, we're like shareholders in the company. And to sit back and just say, I just want everything for the founder and the team to do it. And I just want to collect the dividends or collect the uh, the proceeds as, everything goes up and I flip and get out of it, that could be, yeah, it's possible. However, how much more is it going to be effective when you can actually have an influence and say into what's going on to that project and help it to rise? Because we're talking about the biggest projects, say 10,000, some of them are even as low as 2,000, 3,000, 1,000. And just think of what kind of company can one holder, one shareholder have that much of a percentage of the company? I mean, it's not going to happen. Even if you have a million dollars to put into amazon or microsoft apple tesla any of these companies really a million dollars is not doing anything however as one nft holder you put in a couple hundred dollars you have such a large percentage of that project that you should really have desire to have it go forward so anything that you can bring to the table to help is a good thing and it shouldn't be the sense that you're just sitting back and saying oh it's up to the founders it's up to the team Ultimately, especially with these generative projects, we're buying into a community. So with that, too, how active are you actually in the community? Because these people that are often complaining and saying, oh, nothing's going on. Our community is dead. This is what's going on in this project. The discord is like crickets and there's no one doing anything. Well, are those people doing anything or are they just complaining about it? Because I can think of back when I was in college and we were bored and things weren't going on the campus. And I I think of even weekends because the college that I went to, a lot of people went home for weekends. It was near New York City. And this wasn't like the, the type of place, like the middle of nowhere in a cornfield where there's literally nothing to do except for the life that's on that campus. No, New York City was right there. So people left campus. They would go into the city. They would go home, go to Long Island, wherever it might be. So it was those of us that were still on campus during the weekend. It was really up to us to make things happen. It was up to us to have events, socialize with one another, and easy to blame the university and say, oh man, this school is absolutely horrible. But at the end of the day, we're the students that are there. We're trying to hang out. We're supposed to have all these events. We're supposed to have fun. So even think of it, if you're in a small town, yeah, some people will say, oh, it's this town. This town is so horrible. But then there's other people that will say, you know what, we're bored. Let's get something together. Let's do something. Let's have some fun. And I even think back to my high school football team. It was not the coaches that really had us bonding, going out, having events, and even watching tape. And we had fires and cookouts and all these things at various players' houses. It was the players that organized all of that stuff. We had our practices, we had our workouts, we had all the school-sanctioned things. But then the team captains, the team leaders, and the players actually got together and we did so much more activity that was not even, like, The coaches were nowhere near those activities, but we're doing them together to not only build a stronger team, but we're marching towards whatever goal it was. We would go running with each other. We would work out with each other. We would watch tape and spend hours in the playbook and doing all sorts of things that the coaches didn't even know was going on, sure, We'd go to them, sometimes we would ask and say, hey coach, can we get some tape on this team or whatever it might be? But other than that, the coach had really no influence, no stepping into it or whatever. We ran everything. So, going back to the community with these nft projects and what have you a lot of people are going to say oh it's all the founders fault why nothing's going on there's no activities but some of these projects are literally ran by one person and don't get me wrong yes it is a founder is the leader and they were given a lot of funds in many cases to be able to help to fund certain things but depending what the roadmap is those funds should be really used towards building out the roadmap and as far as engagement in the community and all these different things and and what's going on, is really not entirely on them to be blamed. And lastly, one of the things that the community actually is without really even realizing in many cases is the sales team. It is the community's job to go out and spread the message, the mission whether it is on Twitter, having spaces, uh, tweeting about it, putting up Instagram posts, and whatever social media platform that you're familiar with, as an NFT holder for that particular community, when you're telling your friends about it online or offline, in essence, you're becoming a salesperson for that community. And the better the positive outlook, the outreach, if you will, the community engagement and sharing and all those things, it's going to recruit other people into it. For example, I can think of Chibis that I'm a part of, the 90s Babes, and a few other communities. Like When they have events, when they have certain things, like we're putting things up, and we are honestly just talking about why we enjoy this community, what's so fun about it. And what ends up happening is it opens up conversation for a lot of people. And it's not like we're going out there saying, hey, mint one of these or hey, you see the price and sweep one off the floor because personally, I hate when people do that because it's like, if it's such a great thing, why don't you buy it? But I'm talking about here's my nft this is what our community is doing and this is why we're having some fun basically the things that anyone would be doing in their regular life whether you're attending a party an event or whatever it is those are the things that we post about in our day-to-day lives so to do that with our nfts and our projects that were a part of those communities it's no different it's really funny because when we go to the hottest new restaurant see the greatest new movie read a great book whatever it might be we are quick to post about that we're quick to talk about that give our review our feedback and we're open to discussion and have conversation about these things but so many times I see people that are knocking the uh, project that they have bought into and they're doing absolutely nothing to spread the word they're not essentially being that mobile sales team that's out there it's not up to the founder to always go out and pitch and sell and promote and go into rooms and start shilling because that's not even effective when you hear someone of any company or whatever it might be, start to talk about their product and they're saying it is the best and all these different things, it's like no one really takes that seriously because they're gonna say, of course, you're gonna say it's the best, it's yours, and you want to sell. But when you hear someone, an independent person say, oh man, that new restaurant is absolutely amazing, I enjoyed the food, the price was reasonable, and the atmosphere, everything was clean, the music, it was great, we're going to take that recommendation and that person's word infinitely more valuable and more credible than the restaurant owner right or in anything for that matter when a i like to think of when steve job this might be not the best example because apple did sell anyways but anytime he gets up there and says this is the most revolutionary whatever it is or when johnny eyes was a part of the company he would get up there as well and they're talking about oh this is the most groundbreaking and revolutionary design and as an android guy myself i would look at those and of course they're gonna say it's the most revolutionary and groundbreaking this is the fastest iphone ever yeah of course it's the fastest iphone you're not going to make one slower than last year those types of things and we wouldn't really take much of it however if someone who owns an iphone now is saying oh check this out this new feature and oh man this is amazing look how this works now i'm gonna be like oh man i wish i could do that that's what's gonna sell me more see if i hear apple's team those guys that are doing their keynote presentation they're talking about how awesome this is i mean sure i might watch it because I like gadgets and I like tech and all that stuff, but I'm not really taking anything they do as face value, or that's not going to convince me to buy anything. So, using that as an example, what did get me to get an iPhone? Because even though I'm an Android guy, I do have an iPhone. It's because a diehard, diehard Apple person has a MacBook, iPhone, and all the i gadgets that you could possibly think of got on Clubhouse before I did and was telling me how awesome Clubhouse was. And I'm like, oh, man. And then in addition to telling me about Clubhouse at the time, Clubhouse was only on iOS. But as soon as I said, OK, I'm thinking about getting an iPhone to a couple of my friends, then, of course, those people start to tell me all of the cool things like, well, yeah, you know, uh, I do understand why I use Android, but here's some things that I do like about my iPhone. That convinced me so much more than seeing any kind of keynote speech or anything that Tim Cook or Steve Jobs in the past or Johnny Ives in the past, any of those guys would possibly say, is actually hearing it from someone who uses it. And I know we all fanboy about it and is going to say, okay, yeah, you're in that clique, you're in that club. But here's the thing. How's that different than uh, those of us that hold an NFT? Honestly, there is a reason why we forked out the money. We joined those communities. And assuming it wasn't for a quick flip and you're actually a part of it, why not share that? That same enthusiasm, that same passion that an iOS user or an Android user or a Windows user or a Mac user or a Tesla driver or whatever it might be will share. Why not carry that over into our NFTs? And not just that. In doing so, we also have a financial benefit to gain from it. If I go out and I promote now that I have this iOS, this iPhone, I should say, if I go out and promote this and then become a fanboy for Apple and start to talk about it, that doesn't really benefit me in any kind of way because I don't own any shares in Apple. I just happen to have the cheapest iPhone that they have just so I could have got on Clubhouse and I every now and then test out a new app that has not released on iOS yet. But for the most part, I use my iPhone... And whether or not anyone else buys it, it does not affect my financial status or my pockets or anything for that matter. But on the other hand, when a lot of people value the NFT that I have, it actually does affect me. And again, this is not to say just go out and start shilling and promoting and getting people to buy things just for the sole purpose, getting the price of the floor to rise, and then you can flip out. No, that's sort of dishonest. But if you are enjoying a community, you are enjoying everything, why not? speak about it? Why not help to grow it? Why not support the founder? Why not help to build community? Why not make that Discord a little bit more active so it's not cricket and tumbleweed just rolling by like those old Western films? So everything, we would like to blame the founders. We would like to blame the corporations, blame the government. But at the end of the day, we have a lot of power in our hands in Web3. And to not assume some of that responsibility and take some of the ownership and blame for when things don't go right is just irresponsible. So if you do happen to be a part of a struggling community, an NFT project that's not really going the right way, why not just reach out to the founder and say, hey, what can we do to help you? Or reach out to some of the members uh, that are in the uh, discord or whatever uh, means of communication that's going on and say, what can we do to make this a better place to hang out? What can we do to add? value to each other, right? And that is going to help to build that thing up. It is so much easier to build from within than to stand on the outsides and hope that they get things right on the inside and it's going to affect our pockets. That's just really not the right way to do things. But hopefully you found that interesting and can see where I'm coming from this as far as different angles. And I'm not talking about any of those sketchy owners or founders, I should say, that just ran off with the funds. I'm talking about someone that's actually trying to roll out the roadmap as planned and just things aren't going right. And the value of that project is falling. These are some things that we can do. So if you found this interesting and helpful, I would love to hear what you think. And whatever podcast app that you are listening to this on, I'd greatly appreciate it if you left some constructive criticism in the form of a rating and a review. So as usual, I absolutely thank you for taking the time for listening to this, and I look forward to the next one. So later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space.